welcome to the Last Call Podcast brought to you by FakePigskin.com. My name is Charles. I'll be your host for this podcast going on week three of the NFL. With me today, I have Dustin Hogue. What's Twitter up? Handle. What's going on, Dustin? His Twitter handle Hello. is D-O-O-K-I-E-H-O-G-U-E. Finally got it right on the first try. What's going on, Dustin? Nice. Chill it, man. That's what's up. And on the other end, we have Justin Edwards. What's going on, Justin? Is up, my dudes. Nothing much. Excited for these uh, college football spreads going on this week. Uh, real quick, Justin's Twitter handle is Justin underscore Redwords. Justin, his first name spelled correctly, underscore R-E-D-W-A-R-D-S. That's All right, guys. One. Let's go ahead and jump into this 13-game slate that we have for this Sunday. Uh, we're going to kick it off with Cincinnati at Buffalo. Right now, it looks like about a pick em. Uh Buffalo is a minus one favorite as of right now with an over-under at 44. Uh, Dustin, uh, what's going on with Buffalo? Like They seem to be uh, you know, airing the ball out, getting the running backs involved. Like, Are we finally going to take more than just John Brown on this offense in our uh, Millie Maker lineups? Um, I don't think so. I do like uh, Josh Allen quite a bit. He's getting it done on the ground. Cincinnati's been a porous run uh, defense. It looks like uh, Devin Singletary missed practice uh, today. So I'm going to keep an eye on that because, I mean, man, we might be playing a little bit of Frank Gore this weekend if that's the case, if uh, Singletary is out. Um, I am liking... Uh, John Brown, just about every week, he's getting a lot of targets, and it is a beatable matchup. Um, but that's about all I got on this side of the ball. I think I'm in the same boat, honestly. Uh, can't argue with anything there. We've talked a couple different times about how John Brown's in play unless he's he's tiptoeing up to 5,500. So you can still sprinkle him in. I don't see anything wrong with that. Yeah, I mean, Tyler. his price right now shot up to 55, like you said. Uh, the only eight targets last week, two less than the week before, but they are playing against the Giants. Maybe they didn't need to utilize him. And um, I, I, I guess the price makers were sharp on uh, Frank Gore. Frank Gore's at 4,400. Singletary's at 4,300. If Singletary ends up playing, that could be a sharp play. But Definitely. I, I, I don't think you get much value out of Frank Gore unless Singletary's out. Then you know you have a clear number one, maybe even TJ Yeldon. I'm not sure about yeah. that. I think um, Gore is a good, a good mm-hmm. cash game uh, core for sure if Singletary's out. I don't know if he offers the ceiling that we're going to be taking down a, some. Against the Cincinnati uh, defense that seems to be like – to be fair, like they're not great, but they seem to have a good rush defense. Uh, I don't have the numbers or stats, but just just an overall glance at their team as a whole. Uh, what do we think about uh, the Cincinnati side of the ball? Like, do we want Tyler Boyd or John Ross? I think so. I want John Ross. He leads a team in snaps, air yards, average depth of target, and receiving yards through two weeks. He's still priced relatively cheap. He's fifty one hundred. Um, he's he's got two straight weeks over hundred yards and a touchdown. So I'm I'm gonna have quite a bit of John Ross 
like it. I, I think Tyler Boyd is a little bit of a target monster too. I think mm-hmm. Boyd and Ross are the two plays on Cincinnati, and there's no reason to look anywhere else. It's including Mixon. It seems like the the new head coach or was the new offensive coordinator over there. It's, it's new head coach Zach Taylor. Yeah, he's keeping it, it. He's keeping it spicy. Exactly. So it's something to keep an eye on. Okay, so more likely we're probably going to fade the Bills defense at 3400 when a couple other defenses with better matchups are around that price point as well. So oh, yeah. um, they're definitely one of the more expensive defenses, which is kind of unique. Uh, looking at tight ends, like it just seems like a super shot, shot in the dark. Uh, what about Joe Mixon at 5500 um, Even though Cincinnati doesn't seem like they're getting a good run game going, I mean – for the talent that you get from Joe Mixon, fifty five hundred seems very appealing. Yeah, the price seems appealing, and his talent is appealing. But he—I don't know if it's the coach or his injury, but I'm uninterested in him. The offensive line is also garbage. It—it's not the worst in the league, but it's very close. Okay, all right, fair enough. Uh, yeah, that seems about the only interest in this game. Uh, yeah. All right, so let's go ahead and move on to the next game on the slate. We got the first college uh, spread of the weekend. Miami at Dallas. Dallas is a 23-point favorite as of Wednesday night with an over-under of 47.5. Justin, what are we doing on the Dallas side of the ball? Dallas opens up a lot of value for us at the uh, wide receiver position with uh, Gallup going down, and he'll be out at least this week. Um, we get to mess around with, if you want to go down that route, or Devin Smith, uh, the former second-round pick OSU, uh, drafted by the Jets, really never saw the field, uh, ripped it up in preseason, and then saw some playing time last week. Gallup went down and Three targets, three receptions, 74 yards, and a touchdown. Um, there's a price that here. Sorry. Oh, at 3,400. So there's a lot of value there against probably the worst secondary in the league. Only thing I have a problem with on the Cowboys is if they're 21-point favorites, do they keep the, gas, the foot on the gas? Are they going to take Zeke out? Are they going to play Prescott for four quarters? But I think Devin Smith and even Randall Cobb are interesting lining up in the slot against uh, some really miserable cornerbacks. Yeah, I I definitely agree with you. Uh, you were breaking up there, but I got most of it. Where um, Devin Smith, three for three, um, he had a long touchdown of 51 yards. Um, definitely looked impressive. Looked like he was running good route, uh, good routes and everything. Um, I, I definitely agree with the Devin Smith call, especially if it's a super blowout where, like, they might sit uh, Cooper in the fourth quarter and maybe get Pollard right. in there running the ball or anything like that. Uh, Dustin, real quick, uh, what about your boy Jarwin? I know you brought him up in a couple discussions here and there. Yeah, um, I mean, maybe he gets 10 points again. Um, Football Outsiders has the tight end position a 100% uh, like advantage in this matchup he's number one in dvoa rank which is interesting um top five or uh top two in offensive line sack rate so uh dak's gonna have a lot of time he's down one of his main targets 
And um, we did see Jarwin get some preseason action where he had like five receptions on eight or something targets with the uh, first team. So I'm going to keep an eye on him. I am interested in Amari Cooper for sure. He's the target hog in that offense. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, I'm focused on Ezekiel Elliott. He's going to be a core player for me, probably, you know, in most of my lineups, a lock for cash. Okay. Um, I know we sort of uh, want to stay with the uh, big field GPPs. Is he going to be like uh, like 20% of your lineups at the price tag of 8900 Um, I'll probably have him in probably 40% of my lineups. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, he's yeah. he's projected to be sixteen percent owned, which seems low to me. Yeah, it definitely does, and it seems like the uh, last two games Miami had, like so far, no one's seemed to rest their starters, and if it did, it was like a couple drives at most. So all the big hitters are in play: Elliott, Prescott, Cooper, Cobb, um, Devin Smith. Definitely seems like his. I think Devin Smith and Jarwin are your darts where. Um, Devin Smith is probably a little bit more higher of a ceiling, uh, but he, he, he should he should see more snaps. Yeah, I think he's going to be slotted in doing the Gallup role. Um, mm-hmm. And you know who I was also kind of interested in, just like if you're doing 150 lineups, just sprinkle in Tavon Austin if he's back from his concussion because he could oh, wow. he could break one too. Okay, yeah, he definitely could. Uh, didn't see any action, but. In the first game against the Giants, he saw, well, he only got one target, but he brought that in for eight yards. Okay. Yeah, That's I looked it up because I didn't want to miss on another Demarcus Robinson like we did last week. Okay. Um, Austin played on 30% of the snaps in week one, so if he if he sees a bump up from that, it, it only takes one or two deep passes to kind of break the slate at 3,000. Yeah, and to, like um, the Cowboys are sort of – Going for playoffs and longevity, so they, you know, there might be a, a resting period for some of the starters. Like, I really think they're going to rest Cooper. Cooper seems like he had some injury problems in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, so, real quick, what about this defense at forty three hundred? Are we looking to just jam this defense in like what sixty percent of our lineups? Yeah, for sure. I, I think there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, Miami has. The worst offensive line in the league. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, this is probably one of the highest defenses we're probably going to get all year. Or if it's just going to be a common trend where, like, whatever defense playing against Miami, they're going to be right. around 44 to 4,200, which, I mean, makes sense. They have nothing going there. Um, and I take it we don't like anything on the Miami side of the ball, right? Dante Parker. Devontae no way. Parker. Okay. Four, hey, four, at four thousand, yeah. As soon as I saw that it, price tag, I was like, "Okay, I can get with that." Some GPP darts. Just, no one's gonna touch him. They yeah. shouldn't. They should got three hundred and ten air yards in two weeks. Yeah, he also had seven targets and no catches. So like it seems it. like a good spot to be uh, like <laughs> a salary cap reliever <laughs> type deal, where it's touchdown dependent or just a bunch of targets. He, okay. He's a bankroll bankroll reliever too. <laughs> yeah, learned that out the hard way last week. Uh, not with him, but some other players. All right, so let's go ahead and just move on to the next game. Uh, we got Denver at Green Bay. My boys are seven and a half point dogs. 
with the over-under being at 43.5. So just to let you guys know real quick, Green Bay is the favorites, just in case you didn't know that Denver was my squad. Um, Dustin, what are we looking at this game? This sort of seems like a low uh, over-under, but, I mean, Green Bay's defense seems to be up there. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm thinking on Green Bay's side, uh, Aaron Jones kind of showed something last week um, against a real stout Vikings defense. He looked good, and he's getting pretty pretty decent workload. He's not a true bell cow, but um, he's 6,100. The price is good. Um, I'm, I think I'm looking at him and probably uh, Devontae Adams and – uh, fading Rodgers. Okay. I could definitely see that. Uh, Denver still has somewhat of a defense, um, but absolutely terrible against the run, it looks like. Um, Aaron Jones had 23 attempts last week for 116 yards and a touchdown, so that's definitely good. With Oh, man, they just – it was the Aaron Jones show last week. Four, mm-hmm. four catches was on six targets, 34 yards. Okay. Yeah. I mean, especially his price tag of sixty one hundred for the production that he got last week. That's pretty insane. Okay, uh, Fanny Aaron Rodgers. Do we like anyone on the Denver side of the ball, Dustin? Um, I think I'm gonna go back to Emmanuel Sanders. I like Manny here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's that's it. Uh, though. I'm also I've got a gut feeling about uh, Deshaun Hamilton. I think he's he's going to have a big game at some point. I just have a feeling it's this game for some reason. I mean, I'm kind of worried with this game. Both of these teams are in the bottom six uh, in game pace. Like, I think it's just going to be a slow, drag-out game. Yeah, I can definitely see that. Oh, uh, one ceiling. thing to recap on uh, Hamilton from the end of last year, like, he got a lot of targets towards the end of last year. Like, the last five or six games, like, his target shares – like shot up through the roof like a hundred percent and then uh he's seen four and six targets last week with some brutal drops um, yeah at four thousand a couple touchdown passes didn't he yeah he did yeah let's not talk about that one um against <laughs> oakland too that that would have been a total game changer like if you would have caught that pass and we would have been what within three or something like that but we had to kick a field goal yeah but I mean, it shows that they keep, you know, giving him targets. And he got two more targets the following week. So, you know, they're, I think Flacco likes him. It's just he's sort of like uh, Nelson Aguilar first couple years, um, Gallup last year, where he just needs to learn how to be an NFL receiver, like actually utilize his skills for the yeah. set. Um, what about the Packers' defense? Uh, are you liking them at all, Justin? For sure, absolutely. Uh, they've been getting some good pressure. Um, their secondary's been, and uh, Denver's offensive line has not been looking as good as I thought it was going to coming out of the preseason. Yeah, uh, there's nothing but uh, misery right now with that offensive line. We thought we fixed the issue, and there's just so many weak spots. It's definitely uh, sad being a Denver fan right now, but. We're quote unquote rebuilding. Um, <laughs> anything else that we're looking at here? Uh, I see Jimmy Graham's questionable. Is that anything? Um, to... Just 
just another thing for the defense. I've got the uh, defenses defenses sorted out here, and uh, Green Bay's top four in pressure rating, and uh, Denver's bottom two in pressure uh, rate given up. So mm-hmm. that nice. just puts more fuel in the fire. Okay. Yeah, so it definitely puts uh, Packers as one of the um, playable defenses this week where you're probably going to put, mm-hmm. like, if you're, like, Cowboys at 80%, you're probably going to have, like, 5% Packers with some Patriots. Wow. And we'll get into the other defenses here. Um, yeah. I mean, those are all solid. Uh, what about any uh, deep receivers real quick? Is there anything that we like? Uh, like, uh, I see Allison is at 4,800. Uh, was it Valdez? Scantling? Scantling. Scantling, okay. Uh, 4,300. Any interest there is like some shooters or they just... Oh, not really. Not really. Okay. I, I'll, I'll take a little Valdez Scantling. Yeah, 4,300 seems a little pricey for him. Like if he was around like 4,000, I'd be definitely a little bit more willing to put him in lineups, but... There's there there was a lot of hype this preseason about that that kid. So what's up with this guy Isaac Yadam? Yadam, he's a cornerback for the Broncos. He's got a forty nine grade from uh, PFF. Do you know anything about him? Uh, not much to be honest with okay. you. Um, like I said, we're sort of rebuilding where um, we ha- have great pass rushers with uh, Chubb and. Um, What's the other guy that we have? Um, oh, Miller? Von Miller. Uh, yeah, like, I've heard of him. <laughs> Never heard of him. <laughs> but it, it seems like everywhere else on the field, like we're just not there. Uh, we lost uh, Tlaib two years ago. We, yeah. Uh, we lost well, our safety as well. I, I want to target that guy. You whoever want to target that guy for yeah. Who, yeah. Whoever that guy is, get get him. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, I want whoever's across from him. Well, who's across from him this week? <laughs> It looks like Adams, but they could they could move around a little bit. He he, he does left flanker and right, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he plays some slot too. Yeah, with uh, Von Miller always playing the edge, we sometimes run a decent amount of nickel, so yeah, that might be a thing. Um, all right, yeah, let's uh, stop talking about this game before I uh, get more depressed tonight. All right, <laughs> so we're going to move on to Atlanta at Indianapolis. Uh, Indy is a two and a half point favorite with over under at forty seven. So Justin, is Brissett going to be able to keep bailing Vinatieri out of these situations, and are we going to be playing a lot more, you know, Colts? Uh, I don't think so. At least I'm not looking to. Um, I'm looking to get into the trenches with both of these teams and kind of. Um, move past their uh, passing game for this week. Marlon Mack has a good matchup. Freeman has a good matchup. And I don't really look to play anyone else here. Okay. Um, I kind of thought, or I kind of sworn um, Indianapolis had a good D-line for the run, but maybe it's just a like a good D-line as just a whole, not including passing and um, rushing. At this point, they're... They've been a, a tiny bit of a funnel. Okay. Yeah, it, 
It looks like they're the worst rush defense according to PFF's pretty good pass defense. Yeah, uh, man, that's sort of hard to like. Uh, for a sample size, it's sort of hard to swallow because Derrick Henry. They did just make like, they made some changes though. They they did them. add they add some uh, edge rushers in the in the off season, so it kind of makes sense where. Yeah, the pass like up defense, the middle, they're they kind of weaker. A, where yeah, yeah. Where Derrick Henry was able to just to like take advantage of that with his trucking skills and just get yeah. to the next level where he was just like, all right, I'm going. Okay. Uh, if anyone's going to exploit between the tackles, it's fucking Derrick Henry. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> and to be fair, Freeman, we have seen Freeman be able to be that type of back to he will definitely exploit some tackles. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I think I think he's going to have some low ownership because his first two weeks have been miserable. Man, and looking at his price tag at forty nine hundred, that is super oh. appealing for the for the talent you're getting there. Oh. Jeez. So I'm digging that. This is his last chance to hold off Ito Smith. If he doesn't perform here, then he's gonna be like a fifty fifty. You really think so? You really think he's gonna lose his job to Ito Smith? Hmm. Split in the backfield right down the middle if he doesn't do something this game. Yeah. He's averaged like 2.3 yards per carry, something miserable like that. Okay, yeah. Yeah, it definitely doesn't look good looking at his scorecard and everything like that. Uh, Dustin, are you on the same side of uh, with Justin where you sort of want to fade the wide receivers and possibly the quarterback and just go with uh, the running games on both sides? Um, yes, I do. I'm going to have a little bit of Hilton just because – of the amount of usage he gets. Um, I think Max a good call. Um, I mean, that's always been a place to attack Atlanta. And as far as Atlanta goes, I like Hooper over the middle. Um, Jones, you can always play and then Ridley on the outside as well. Man, I remember when Ridley was like the touchdown dependent guy and now they're just giving him all the targets. Yeah. 10 targets, 8 catches, 110 yards, and touchdown. Man, that guy, he's really stepped up his game from last year, which is good. Um, are we looking at anything else, like any flyers here on, like, the wide receivers, like Campbell? Nah. They don't really nah. have that appealing. Like, if we miss a Campbell or Rogers boat, I mean, I'm oh, sure, like, it. 98% of the field is <laughs> going to miss that boat, too. I'll lose any sleep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Just like, all right, we're probably not going to win the Millie Maker anyways. But, well, I'm sorry. The Millie Maker winner is probably not going to have these guys. Yeah. All right. Um, so, with that said, are either of these defenses in play? Or is, just, is there just defense? It sort of seems like this week defenses are super funneled in like three to yeah. five obvious Spots where you just want to there's fade better, everyone there's else. There's better spots here. There's okay. better spots. All right. So with that, we'll just go ahead and move on to the next game. Baltimore at Kansas City. Baltimore is seven-point underdogs with over-under at 55. So, Dustin, um, we talked a little bit earlier this week about Lamar Jackson and Mahomes – do you think a seven-point spread is 
too much, too little? Uh, what do you think is going to happen in this game offensively? I think it's too little. I think I kind of like Baltimore uh, I, 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 to cover seven-point spread. Okay, so, uh, you, well, so you think the spread's a little too uh, high then? You would, yeah, you would put it probably sure. like Baltimore plus four, plus, plus three? Yes. Okay. Um, all right, so, I mean, who are you looking to target in this game? Everybody. Um, yeah, for sure. Um, I, my favorite play is going to be Lamar Jackson to Mark Andrews. I mean, two weeks in a row, he's been finding them. You can pass on the Chiefs. Um, it's a pretty good uh, matchup anyway with the tight end. It's the uh, fifth best uh, matchup against uh, Kansas City here. Um, yeah, all, they're they're all in play though. Yeah. A quick quick note on that: um, the Ravens' passing attack has been super concentrated. Mm-hmm. Drews has 18 targets. Marquise Brown has 17 targets. No one else in the offense has more than five. Those two dudes. Yeah, those those are the dudes. Uh, real quick dudes. side note: um, I have to do a humble brag about one of my uh, season-long fantasy football leagues. I just picked up Andrews off the waivers. After week what? two, yeah, what? I couldn't believe Send us it. An invite for that league, yeah, and yeah. I miss him too because I picked up Trey Burton um, to run in, and then I was just like, "What? That guy's still there?" It's like, "What the? F- what? What was I thinking when I picked up Trey Burton and rostered him?" So, yeah, I, I'm definitely proud of that one. It's like a Sting. proud but uh, low point. Okay, so um, one thing I saw <laughs> interesting. Uh, Lamar Jackson's at seven thousand. Mahomes is at seventy six hundred. Who are we going to? Are we just going to play both of them about equal? Like it I seems take, like we're getting I the same production. Take, I might take Lam- more Lamar with the discount. Ownership is lower, but I haven't. I don't know. I'll tell you. Yeah, Let's hit see. me up. I assume I'd rather be playing Lamar here because they've got Mahomes at seven percent, and they've got Lamar Jackson at thirteen. Oh wow! Look at me, I'm a noob. Yeah, that yeah. that sort of makes sense because so you Baltimore go is Austin. viewed as a tough uh, opponent. Yeah. yeah, tough defense. Um, yeah. I mean, Mahomes I mean, is they, definitely Mahomes. He makes any defense look defense. silly sometimes, but. This could be a grindy game. This could be easily like the KC LA Rams game last year where they're just like slinging the ball everywhere. This is one of those scenarios I'm I'm referencing every week, man, where I'm going to be playing both of these defenses. There's going to be a lot of room for errors. Yeah, and they seem to be pretty close to minimum price for a defense at 2,500 each. So I'm not going like 50%, but I'm going to be playing them for sure. Yeah, like (laughs) in like a stack roster. Or um, uh, just you have you have a bunch of studs and you need to save money and you can't pay up for like forty three hundred for Dallas, thirty eight hundred for Patriots if I'm not mistaken, uh, yeah. So you know if you can't pay up for them, you're literally saving thirteen to almost two thousand by picking uh, these two defenses. And you like we've seen it before, Mahomes, he'll give you two interceptions. But he will also and, and still, still put up and 30 still score three. T- yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's just still like score three touchdowns. Oh man. Okay. Then, Are you guys finished with the uh, defenses? 
<laughs> oh, so you have no interest in playing either of these defenses? Hell no. I mean, I don't know what the cap is. I'm I'm going to make sure to look that up next time when we talk about like uh the cap, but um you know, you can only get so negative after a certain point. Like I think it's like what 27, 28 points. You, you only go down so low. So, I mean, like, essentially, once you hit that point, you're That's like, true. all right, nothing but up from here. <laughs> so, uh, so, Ingram is, according to Next Gen Stats, Mark Ingram is the third most efficient runner in the league. He steps behind the line of scrimmage. And Kansas City has allowed 5.14 adjusted line yards, according to Football Outsiders. That's pretty good. Which ranks which ranks them 28th. But up the middle, there's a huge hole there in the Chiefs' defense, among everywhere else in the Chiefs' defense. Yeah. Uh, let me see who they played. All they scenarios. played Oakland and Jacksonville. So one thing, just looking at fantasy points allowed, um, KC's allowed the fifth least points to running backs. So I don't know if that's just a like a, a trap seeing that on the DK site. Uh, but, I mean, it definitely seems like a good contrarian play because Ingram didn't really have a great game last week. So this could be an easy bounce back spot where he's just super involved in the offense. Like like you said, it's the essentially the Ingram-Andrews-Brown show in Baltimore. So this could easily be a bounce back spot where because he had a subpar game last week, he could be lower ownership than where he should be. Right. Um, Damian Williams isn't practicing today, so that's something to monitor too. I know. McCoy didn't either. What? So maybe it's Darwin Thompson week. We'll have to keep an eye on that. Yeah, we will. Uh, LaSh- LaShawn's MRI showed no structural damage, but he still didn't practice. Coach so, Henry yeah. said Wednesday that he feels comfortable with Thompson receiving more work if he learns his assignment as a pass blocker. <laughs> God damn it. Sorry. Hey, Justin, can I have you rank the uh, Chiefs wide receivers that you like this week? Uh, absolutely. Um, it's probably right on um, – it's right at price point. Either, Watkins, like, under, Hardman, Robinson? Yeah. Like I know – Actually, reverse that. Watkins, Robinson, Hardman. Robinson's at hey, 5,200. Yeah. Hardman's at 5,000. So I take it you guys like Hardman a little bit more? I do. Yeah. I mean, I think I think that was a little bit of a flash in the pan with DeMarcus. And, you know, it sucks that we didn't play him, but see that happening in the near future. But I'd, I'll take I'll take Watkins above. Like, I'll take them as – I'll take him as the number one and play him gladly. Yeah. The, with Jacksonville, he only got two targets, one catch for zero yards. Uh, but Hardman had the same productivity around there. Was it two for four or something like that? Oh, zero for one against Jacksonville. So, yeah, Jacksonville was elite defense. We saw that with when they played against Houston. But then they both had six targets last week. Just Robinson Watson. was able to bring down all six of them where Hardman brought down four of them. So it seems to be about equal. Um, definitely 3A and 3B options, I guess, in the passing game. Yeah. Watkins, Watkins is still second in the NFL in yards after catch behind John Ross. Oh, that's something interesting. 
Whoa, he's got, this is... He's got the big play potential. Oh, this makes sense. Okay. Man, Sammy Watkins at 6,800. That sort of screams, like, value there. And it's kind of funny. I saw the his game card. His, he was the same last price as AJ But that was for, like, probably the Monday, <laughs> Sunday slate or something like that. Or the week-long slate. He was at 7,200. Man. Yeah. I like Sammy. I just like this whole game, honestly. I don't know if you can go wrong. Yeah, the ownership's not there right now, but it, I think it's going to go up. Here's the ownership for the uh, for Watkins is six percent, Marquise Brown three percent, Miko Hardman three percent. This is stupid. Kelsey looks like chalk. He's sixteen. Mark Andrews yeah. is only ten percent. I mean, okay, he's forty forty six hundred and he's ten percent owned. How do you not overweight that? I don't understand, yeah. Yeah, I think uh, part of it has to do with points allowed by defense again. Um, looking at uh, real quick about KC's points allowed to wide receivers, they're the third least. So if you sort of take that to who they played, they played Jacksonville when Nick Foles got injured off the first drive. And then they played Oakland, which they only seem to have one wide receiver there capable of making catches. Or they, they funnel through one wide receiver, I should say. So I think that yeah. stat might be a little deceiving where those the ownership points might come f- somewhat from that, if that makes sense. Or, well, also, if That's someone fine. sees a red red uh, ranking by someone's player card, they're not going to hurt their feelings, it. yeah. Yeah, yeah. they like, oh, man, I, I sort of want to avoid that because it's a bad matchup, where it really isn't a bad matchup. It's just Casey... Yeah. You know, the matchups sort of played out themselves where wide receivers weren't really involved. Okay. Uh, so Justin's super high on the defenses, uh, and Dustin's not. Uh, are we looking at anything else here, or? Oh, just no. everything. All right, just everything. But, but, just... but main, mainly Lamar Jackson and Andrews again. Yeah. I'll put Watkins in there. Yes. I'm fine yeah. with that. Like, Combine our analysis and stack this game. <laughs> <laughs> You yeah, have to. and I, I think you guys said stack. Uh, well, this is sort of unfair, but the New Orleans uh, LA game last week, but yeah. Oh, we didn't we didn't foresee that Drew Brees is going to break his hand on Andrew Donald. Come on, how did we not foresee that? It, Donald's a beast. I just, called him, I just called him Andrew Donald, by the way. We're we're but. supposed to be good at these guessing <laughs> games, right? That's what we're doing. All right, you're right. So let's go ahead and move on. Mm-hmm. Um, man, another high spot. Hold on. Let's take a real quick timeout. One, two, three, oh four, five, six, seven. Are you going to count to 23? points or more this week. <laughs> what did you say? I thought you were counting to 23. <gasps> oh, no. No, we're not on that game yet. We're on the game before it. I, so oh, okay. There's a, a bunch of games with seven points or more for a spread this yeah. week. That's pretty impressive. So we got Oakland at Minnesota. Minnesota's a... Eight point favorite with an over under at forty two and a half. So, Justin, what's going on with this Miami's offense? Like, are we looking? Min- are we Minnesota? So, Minnesota. Oh, uh, yes, that's why I meant to say Minnesota's offense. Very good. Um, are we looking to take advantage of these? You know, Diggs and Thielen being under seven thousand. Yes, but not all of them. So, Cook, who I just. There's just no reason to fade him at all at this point. Like, 
the Vikings want to do, and they just keep doing it, and they keep giving Dalvin Cook the ball. There's no reason for us to pretend like they are not going to do that anymore. Um, but in the passing game, according to Sharp Football Stats, the Raiders have allowed the most explosive pass plays with 14 and 90 total total pass plays. Eighth in explosive pass plays, despite the fact that Cousins threw 10 passes in week one. Diggs has an dot of 19. So I'm looking for Stefan Diggs to rip off a couple of giant gains here at $6,000. Yeah, that, that price is super ridiculous for what you're getting. And he got seven targets last week. I, don't, I yeah. didn't watch the game, but he played against Green Bay, and Green Bay's apparently got a really good secondary. So, I mean... That, that one reception will hopefully anger some... Uh, who do not want to roster him this week. Well, it's... Oh, he fumbled, lost. Okay. That sort of makes sense. It, this is weird. It says he has one reception for 49 yards, but his long was 45. And a <laughs> touchdown. I think that's just some some screwy. Yeah, there, there's something weird with the DK stats right there. Okay. Uh, he did drop a fumble. He did, or he lost a fumble. Um, that's all right. I'm not like, worried about that stuff yeah. unless you're running back. Like what, what you're getting is definitely good. Um, I definitely agree with you, Dalvin Cook. There seem to be a, a run first team. Um, what about uh, Oakland with uh, Waller? He's, he's definitely getting a sure. lot of targets, doing his thing. The Jared Cook treatment for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, la- last year, at least, um, Minnesota was 30th tight ends, which is a nice little tight end funnel. A little flow chart as a smizzle. <laughs> and it looks like it, yeah, it looks like the, the Vikings are it looks like the Vikings are still still going for it. I mean, Jimmy Graham got stoned last week, but Austin Hooper went 9 for 77 in week 1 on 9 targets. Yeah, and, uh, boy Excuse me, Williams. He was limited in practice with a hip injury. That Ooh. might be something Dang, to think okay. about too, right there. That's sort of news to me, man. You know that either. If Williams is out, I mean, does that just seem like a, a Waller, like auto included in a lot of lineups? Yeah, I'm not gonna mess around with like Hunter Renfro or anything. Mm-hmm. I'll just. I don't want anything else on Oakland. Yeah, but you're going to play Waller for 500 less than Mark Andrews? Well, not exclusively, but I'll put him in my player pool for sure. Sure. Okay. Fair enough. Mark Andrews is a much better play, that's for sure. Are we worried about... uh, Yeah, go for it. I was just going to say if Darren Waller falls in the end zone, then it's whatever. Yeah, Mark Andrews is a better play, though. Yeah, I'll, I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. Um, are we worried about Josh Jacobs at all with his groin injury, or are we looking to fade him at 5,300 against his uh, Minnesota defense? I don't want to play him. They don't. He doesn't run. He doesn't run any routes. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't like him in this spot. Okay. I think. I think. I think the only player that I like here is Dalvin Cook, and I like him a lot too. Yeah, for sure, Dalvin Cook some some chalk. I'll I'll eat that chalk for sure. Josh um, Jacobs. Six, six, 16% chalk. That's not too chalky. Yeah, that's not bad at all. 
No, definitely. Well not. worth it. And that I'm was sorry, for who? Uh, Cook. And what? Who? Who's you? Who has sixteen percent ownership projected? It's. I'm sorry. It's thirteen percent ownership for Cook. Uh, thirteen. Okay. I, I might have misheard you. Um, I'd rather have. I'd rather have Dalvin than um than Zeke. I'd rather have both. Just have it's both true. of those guys. Also true. They're, like they're, they're both top five for me. Yeah. Yeah. But like you were saying, Justin, they, they just the Vikings want to get him the ball as much as possible. That they're whole offense. It. Yeah. yeah. And he, he's not hurt right now. They're just yeah. feed, feeding him. <laughs> Might as well take advantage of it until it goes down again. I, I hope not. But, yeah, I mean, this is what he can do when he's healthy. It's awesome. Exactly. It's great to see. Mm-hmm. Good story too, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else? Uh, we looking to play uh, Vikings defense here at thirty three hundred. Uh, Raiders could be in play if Kirk Cousins has to throw the ball. But I mean, I, I guess I this is going to be a Minnesota, will, Minnesota dominant game, right? I don't see a lot of turnovers, though. I mean, yeah, I don't we were talking about the Raiders giving up a lot of sacks. They'll probably give up like three sacks. But how often yeah. is, is Cousins going to be dropping back? I mean, the ceiling's, the ceiling's not really there with the Vikings play on this 42 or 43 over under, whatever it is. Yeah, 42 and a half right now. Okay. That's, that's too low. Uh, anything else before we move on? For me. No. All right, we'll go ahead and move on. Uh, all right, we got the other college game going on right now in professional football league. It is the New York Jets at New England. New England's currently a twenty-three point favorite with an over/under of forty-six. God, that line sort of doesn't make sense, but I guess it's because I read it right after the over/under, and it's just like, hmm. Oh, that um, makes sense. It's disgusting. Yeah. 100% disgusting. So let's talk about uh, New England side of the ball real quick. Um, are we looking to target everyone sort of like uh, the Dallas side of the ball, Dustin? You know, I think I, I was mistaken last week when I was high on this offense because really the defense was the play. And I think that could be the case again. Um, this offense is not very concentrated in the running game or the passing game. So it's hard to predict where there's going to be productivity and it's so spread out. It's not even really that worth it. There's other spots that are more concentrated that I think we should focus on. But um, I, I super agree. Yeah. But even having said that, I think it would, you'd be foolish to look at a, a, a game total like that against a defense like that without peppering in some of these, you know, game changers. Like I still like, the wide receivers, the running backs, I'll play them. I played a lot of Michelle last week. I'll play, you know, just just the big five with Tom Brady. But the defense is going to be my focus. Okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah, like, I, I think I, I may have said it last week. I'm not too sure. But, you know, naked Tom Brady seems like a really solid play because you don't yeah. know where the ball is going to go exactly. Like you said, there's no concentration. There's no funnel. It's just a bunch of skillful players on a super well-machined team. They're just going to just ranch the Jets. Um, 
So let's talk about the Jets side of the ball real quick, and pretty much the only player that I would probably ever think about playing this week, or probably ever on the Jets this, this year, Le'Veon Bell. Um, he definitely saw a lot of production with that Monday night game. Uh, are we just going to completely fade this, or with a backup quarterback, you know, do we think they're going to, you know, Bell's able to match up his 7000 uh salary this week? I think uh, I think Le'Veon Bell is a super solid uh, cash game play, and it's it's not because I think you know on him more to run the ball or anything like that. I think they're going to get blown out, but Le'Veon Bell could legitimately get the sort of target share that he got last week again. We can yeah, get 10, ten targets, but that's not the kind of play I want. Team total of seventeen. And take that running back for a tournament. Yeah. So I'm not I'm not going to play him in a tournament, but I think he's a great cash game boy. So I think he's absolutely going to score you 15 points, but I don't think he's going to score you 35. I don't think that's ever going to happen. That's fair. Against uh, Buffalo in that big blowout, uh, 21 rush attempts, 68 yards, 10 for 10 on targets, with uh, 61 yards. He and he even fumbled, and he still got a, got you almost 22 points. So, yeah, right, yeah, that, that's pretty much a good ag- agree. Like, I, I agree with that statement where, like, he seems like a, a very solid cash game play. But in GPPs, like, if you do put him in your pool, he's probably like a 5 to 3% player because he's going to have to – he's going to have to – he's never going to hit 100 yards rushing. He's going to have to get, like, two lucky scores. And if their implied team total is 17 or 18 points – percent of the touchdowns on his team. Ooh, okay. So, sort of going on that, where, what with what you said of, uh, like his scores have to be lucky. Do you uh, think any of these wide receivers are in play? Oh, never mind. They are priced uh, way too high. Okay, I was hoping to see like Anderson <laughs> or Crowder at like four thousand. One of them to be that yeah. low. Then it's like, okay. Anderson has a yeah. matchup. Yeah. Yeah, so. But, I mean, like, I feel like with Bell being the superstar on the team, like, they're going to, you know, contain him and, you know, let the Jets, you know, air out the ball on the outside of the field. And, yeah. Yeah, it just randomly made me think of, like, okay, maybe a wide receiver might be a, a good – Shot in the dark, but not no prices. way. Yeah, it just feels like you're burning money at that point. Yeah, lock, lock Patriots D, and then okay. if you're doing a lot, a, a few lineups. Um, what do you guys think about the wide receivers? Or, or, or who do who do you guys like on New England? Like, main. Really? Like, I'd rather just like max ownership at five percent on all of them. Yeah, yeah. I think it's probably smart. <laughs> Yeah, just maybe maybe minute at one percent. Like, okay, make sure I have a couple of lineups with these guys in it, but I'm not like going overweight on Gordon as much as I'd love to. But yeah, they they definitely showed that they are not afraid to give Antonio Brown the ball and target him eight times. Did he get the mo- most targets last week? Yeah, it looks like he got the most out of the wide receiver course. Even Dorsett got three, so they're just. The Patriots did yeah. whatever they wanted last week against Miami, and they're probably going to do the same thing against the Jets. Yeah, um, indeed. 
And real quick about the Patriots defense, 3,800. I don't know why they're not priced the same as the Cowboys this week, but that definitely seems like a slam dunk to be uh, played over Dallas. Like, if you're making a single lineup, I think, the de- I think the defense was set before uh, Sam Darnold was officially out. Well, Sam, Sam Darnold was out the week before, though. Yeah, but he had mono, and they didn't know that his spleen was enlarged and all that crap. Ah, uh, okay. And it's okay. still, like, it's a good discount to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's pretty much it. All right, let's just go ahead and move on to the next game. We got Detroit at Philly. Philly are seven-point favorites with an over/under at forty-eight. So I'm really confused on where to go in this game because it seems like both. I want to play all wide receivers in this game on both sides, but with what happened with Deshaun Jackson being doubtful, Alshon Jeffrey, like. Is Nelson Aguilar really the shining moment in this game and Kenny Galladay, Justin? Yeah, for sure. That's exactly who I'm looking at. Uh, what about Whiteside? Uh, I don't know if Whiteside sees play if Jackson's out because they're not the same type of receiver. But If uh, Alshon is also miss- missing, uh, Ola Ortega will definitely be... Mm-hmm. Out, out there. He played on 70-something snaps last week, but still got four targets, so stoked on him being on the field. And what what about uh, the line side of the ball with the wide receivers? I mean, are you just going to be like like the most owned is going to be Galladay, then Amendola, then Marvin Jones? I think, I think I'm going Galladay only on the Galladay Lions. Only. I don't want- okay. I don't want I don't want carry on Johnson. Um, the Lions haven't ran a single play from inside the opponent's five yard line so far. But kind of a a cap on goal line usage. Still still not getting a lot of involvement in the passing game. Okay. I only want Galladay. I don't want anyone else on the Lions. You don't want anyone else on the Lions? Uh, you feel the same way, Dustin? Um. Gosh, yeah, pretty much. I I like Amendola a little bit for some reason. He he only had one target, but for a GBP guy, he had 13 targets the week before, off off uh, over in Arizona. True. Um, I liked Deshaun Jackson when this, or like when they released the slate. I was up during the the late game, just like making lineups. You know how you do. And I kept putting him in the lineup, and now he's got that red red D for doubtful. Yeah, um, I like I like Aguilar. Um, I think Matt Collins could be interesting if uh, the two big wide receivers are out, um, just because he had eight targets. Um, sure. Yeah, I'm, he, he's interesting, and he's super cheap, and going to be very overlooked. Aguilar looks like the chalk for the week. Um, he's looking like. Thirty-one percent owned, Ooh-wee. so he's good probably for cash, but I'll be yeah, underweight in tournaments easily. Yeah, Aguilar does have a tendency to drop some balls, as we we saw before, and all of the last, pretty much his entire career except for last year, 
Um, so I take it Zach Ertz is in play uh, just because he's Zach Ertz. What about Hawkinson for Detroit? Are we liking him at all after a, a letdown week last week? I'd play him. He's mega talented. Um, yeah, he is for sure. He just falls he's, under. He's under 4K. Yeah, 3500 Definitely seems like a nice price tag for a GPP play. Um, super. I, I know it sounds silly for a, a, a dude as talented as Zach Ertz, but if Dallas Goddard is out again, then I'm definitely in on Ertz. Okay. And I'm a little bit. I'm a little bit off of Ertz. So if Dallas plays, you're off of Dallas, Ertz a bit. If, if if Dallas plays, I would like to be under own. On Ertz. On oh, Ertz. but as a whole, you're sort of like, you want to be underweight on Ertz as a whole. Uh, it, but if Goddard's out, then I'll be I'll yeah. be right with the they, field on Ertz. You, you'll probably be like even with the field then. Or you, you want to try to be even sure. with the field on Ertz. Okay. Uh, what about Winston Stafford? I mean, Atlanta put up some points. With Matt Ryan against this defense, uh, Carson Wentz is Carson Wentz. I mean, these both seem like pretty good uh, GPP plays at fifty six and fifty five hundred. Good yeah. with I'm good with Wentz, but I'm afraid. If, I mean, if Alshon and and uh, Deshaun are out, then I don't want to play Wentz. Playing with his B team. I mean, Wentz. It it seems like. If Wentz is back to his original form, his was it his rookie year or second year that he was like on track to be the sole MVP winner, and then he blew out his ACL or whatever, or his knee. His sophomore year. Yeah, that was his sophomore year. Okay, yeah, like he seems to be having that type of year. Like, I mean, it's slowly getting there, but I mean, like he's, you know, he game one he started super cold, no preseason snaps, um, hasn't played a game yeah. and. Probably what since game four last year, game five. I'd rather, I'd rather just look forward with Wentz. I love Wentz and I want to play him a lot this year, but not here. Not, not with here. all his, uh, okay. not with his receivers banged up. God, that that price though, man. Like he, he's a good price. That, that's a good price for him. I, I, I'm gonna play some Wentz, even if it's Wentz. I mean, he's got his favorite target in the game. We we know Ertz is not missing the game, so. Um, what about Stafford? Stafford seems kind of interesting against his uh, weakish secondary. Yeah, I'd have. I'll probably do like one, one to five percent. I'm not. In, in if he didn't get into my lineup, I wouldn't be worried about it. Okay. So like he's he makes the player pool chart, but you know if he actually doesn't make the cut, then it's just like all right, whatever. We'll move on with our lives. Um. So we talked about Detroit side of the ball, how they don't run, they haven't ran an offensive play within the five yard lines of the opponents. What about uh, Philly side of uh, the ball with running backs? Are we looking to play Jordan Howard at forty one hundred, Miles Sanders at thirty nine hundred? Like these sort of seem like like steals of prices for the type of player that you're getting. But I'll know like if Philly just can't run the ball right now. Uh, Miles Sanders week one had a touchdown taken back from a hold, so who knows what would have happened there um, with that touchdown run. But are we just looking to just avoid this and just like if they go off, we sort of miss it and have a good day? 
Well, so what about this? If Alshon and Deshaun Jackson are out, would you be more willing to play a Jordan Howard? Because that just makes the offense worse. Yeah, I don't want to play Howard. You wouldn't want to play Howard or Sanders or even Sproles, like if those guys are out, like. No, it's oh. it's kind it's they're just. I mean, fun, yeah, fundamentally, from, I mean, I could be wrong, but like those targets have to go somewhere, and yeah, but I don't see just, Ertz getting twenty targets and. But not if they can't sustain drives. If they can't sustain drives, and they take less snaps, and then it caps the offensive ceiling. Okay. Yeah. I want to take pieces in offenses that are good, not like uh, not that the Eagles are bad, but they're clearly reeling right now. So I'd, I'd rather just wait a week and rest okay. of the year. All right, fair enough. Uh, what about the Eagles' defense, real quick? At thirty five hundred, um, are we just hoping for a couple turnovers from Stafford with this price point and being seven point favorites, or are we just looking to fi- avoid this because there's obviously like two to five clear cut defenses that we want with super good matchups. So they just avoid uh, it. Okay. Yeah, it does. Yeah, let's play a little, little Eagles D. Just uh, a little. Okay. Um, also, I kind of like Marvin Jones. I think I'd prefer him to Galladay. Okay. I can see that. Def- definitely a contrarian play. Yeah. yeah. Is there is Nothing there like a that. matchup thing going yeah. on with Jones? Yeah. Where, like he's got he's, a better matchup? He's up against Ronald Darby. who's Looks pretty bad. Yeah, Darby, he That's looked good, good when he's healthy. Quarterback matchup. I, I guess he's oh, sure. sort of sloppy, but the Eagles' secondary has been kind of sloppy, so I could definitely see that being a play. Yeah, both, especially at 5K, like, you know Marvin Jones is can give you <clears> a, a 20, 30-point game from time to time. Yeah, exactly. And this could be the game, because... Against Philly, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm, I'll, I'll take. I'd, I'd rather have him than Galladay this. But you're still playing. You're still playing Galladay though, right? Like you. Yeah, just you're a like little 5%, bit. Five percent, two percent. Okay. For sure. Okay, so let's go ahead and move on to the four o'clock games. We have Carolina at Arizona. Carolina is a three point favorite with the over under at forty six and a half. Uh, Dustin. With the letdown of McCaffrey last week, are we uh, just going to put him back on the roster at eighty seven hundred? Oh man, yeah, that's I don't a, know. That's a pretty high price point. I think he's the highest one this week. No, Saquon is okay. Saquon, Elliott, McCaffrey—that's the order in price. Yeah, it doesn't feel like a very good matchup. Uh, Newton's hurt. Um, I, yeah, I'm not really feeling him very much this week. Um, mm-hmm. What do you guys think? Yeah, no, I'm definitely on 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 board with that. Um, yeah, this is this is definitely the Cardinals' first one of the season. Oh yeah, I could see that. I'll take Arizona plus three points here at home without Cam Newton. Uh, yeah, if Cam doesn't it, play. I don't see this offense getting up and going. Sort of like what you you were saying with uh, Philly, if Alshon yeah. and Deshaun Jackson are out. Um, if Cam's out, that sort of just makes us a one-dimensional offense where you can just contain McCaffrey and sort of uh, 
just get no value from anywhere else. Like maybe Olsen. Uh, Thirty seven hundred yeah. for Olsen seems kind of pricey. So I was pretty stoked about Curtis Samuel until we realized that Cam was just not gonna play. Like Curtis oh, yeah. Samuel ha- hadn't moved in price. He's still at forty eight hundred. And I guess he's still worth it. Whoa, thirteen targets. Yeah. Jeez. And and then Arizona's gonna Arizona's gonna force him to play fast. Uh, the Cardinals are the second fastest in neutral game script. Fastest, or I'm sorry, not the fastest, but they use the hurry up offense most in the NFL. And the Panthers are actually the sixth fastest neutral game pace. Freaking snaps in this game. Okay. DJ Moore, 14 targets as well last week against Tampa Bay. Wow. Yeah, so, I mean, if Cam plays, I could definitely see both these wide receivers in lineups just because the amount of targets they're getting for the price, it's kind of ridiculous. Like, they're getting, like, top-tier targets at this price. All they have to do is catch a touchdown, and then they, you know, they're in the 5X range for GPPs where you want to be at. Um. What about Arizona side of the ball? Like, are we liking uh, Johnson and running back? Do we want Kirk really. as a wide receiver? Yes, Kirk, and yes, Fitz. Yeah, same for me. Kirk I like Fitzgerald a lot. Be the um, out of nowhere Cardinals stack. We can finally just like Kyler Fitz. And just jam it in. Jesus, yeah. Looking at these targets here, fit cheap too. Yeah, fifty one hundred. He he got eleven targets against Baltimore, thirteen against Detroit, and he has a juicy matchup too. Yeah, has- tell me about it. The Panth- Panthers <clears throat> slot cornerback is Javian Elliott. I won't say exactly what his grade is, but it's not good. It's very bad, actually. Uh, what's his uh, ownership looking like, uh, Dustin, for uh, Fitzgerald? For Fitz, uh, let's see. I looked that up, and also Larry Fitz uh, line, has lined up 10%. from the slot. Ten percent, dude. He's lined up in the slot ninety-three uh, percent. Ten personnel, four wide, Cardinals offense. He's just in the slot all the time now, even more than in the past. Like those are some high equity targets. If he only gets eight targets, that's like a guaranteed eighty yards. But he's not. He's gonna get. He's like a cash 12. game lock, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Cash game lock, and I don't see a reason why we can't play him in tournaments too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cash game lock, like literally, like one hundred percent hundred cash lineup. He needs to be in every single one of them. He he should be thirty yeah. percent. So Fitz is the. I think that's another chalky ass play. That or it should be a chalky play, but it's. Clearly not at ten percent. Are we looking to That's take uh, either of these defenses at twenty seven hundred? Like this definitely seems like a a game where, especially if Cam's out, you can sort of take advantage. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. If Cam's out, Arizona's twenty seven hundred. You got the the Cardinals playing fast. Uh, yeah, that's Just- that's a good play. And like when when you have these offenses, not to go on too much of a tangent, but when you go when you have these offenses that play that fast extra one or two series for the opposing offense so there's just more opportunity to score fantasy points mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with your defense yeah that, 
or good, like such a great man. That we just came across some gold here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to be fair, though, he's all. out. I, I guarantee you, like all the DFS DFS guys are redoing all their lineups or majority of their lineups and putting the uh, Cardinals defense in a lot of them. Um, That's fine before game time. Uh, but I mean, yeah, that is gold. I, I do agree with you. I was hoping uh, it was secret gold, but I mean, we're doing a podcast, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, All right. Anyone listening, don't tell anybody. Yeah, exactly. It's just us. Or, you know what? Everyone listening, tell everyone about our podcast. How about that? Yeah, that's fine. There you go. That's a way better idea. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we'll go ahead and move on to the next game. Wait, uh, wait, we didn't talk about Charles Clay yet. All right. Out of here. Get out of here. I'm just we got, kidding. We got the New York Giants <laughs> at Tampa Bay. Six. Tampa Bay is six and a half point favorite with the over-under at 48. So my takeaway is with, uh, was it Drew Locke? No. What? What's his name? Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones. Jones. Drew Locke's our guy. Uh, Daniel Jones is going to be the starting quarterback. Um, are we just going to jam? The Buccaneers' defense at twenty nine hundred against this new offense, or is Ingram Barkley going to be enough of a security blanket for Daniels to like, you know, not be a turnover machine? I think I'm down to only Barkley. I don't want to. I don't want to mess with anything until we learn something. I'll be left behind just fine. Yeah, uh, Ingram here. Yeah, that's definitely fair. Um, I mean, if there was already a funnel. With Barkley and Ingram, it got super. Um, it got pointed more in Barkley's direction than Ingram this week. Um, right. Ingram being fifty two hundred too. I mean, I guess these prices came out before the starting quarterback was announced. Yeah, I'm um, good on. I don't want Ingram. Okay, uh, are you in the same boat, Dustin? Where you, you know, if you would play any Giants, it would be Barkley. Um, I'll play Ingram. Okay. No wide receivers there. And I actually think the defense, both the defenses, I feel like we're talking about a lot about defense tonight, but um, I, I think taking the Giants against Winston is kind of sharp because he can throw three picks, but also uh, targeting a rookie. So I'll probably have like up to 5% ownership on both of those defenses and that just in that scenario. Yeah. Um, I'm sort of glad we do this breakdown every week now because um, – it makes me realize that, like, at first it only seemed like there was, like, three to four defenses to play, but it seems like you can easily go, like, 5% Giants, 5% Bucks, um, some Philly in there. Uh, you know, if Cam's out, you're going to load up a little bit heavier on Arizona's defense. Um, definitely seems like a lot more defenses are in play this week uh, with a bunch of injuries across the board at quarterback. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um Okay, so let's talk about the other side of the ball, Tampa Bay. Um, I mean, I, I take it with that statement, Dustin, you're not really confident in uh, Winston. Um, are we looking at possibly, like, some darts with, like, Barber or Jones randomly? Uh, uh, the running backs? Yeah. No, I'll never play any of those running backs. They're just oh. – I'd rather always just get high volume. These guys don't get any volume, and it's a poor, poor offensive line, right? Yes, for sure. Yep, bottom yeah. three, bottom four. 
Yeah, and the way that that offense is going with uh, Bruce Arians is just chucking the ball. Um, you know, we want to get Godwin going. He has a great matchup this week. It's a top two matchup uh, on Roto Grinders here, only behind Juju. So that's pretty cool. Give me Evans here too. Like I'm, yeah. I know I keep talking about stacks, but I'd like to have three or four stacks set in and. And Tampa Bay's offense is one of them. Yeah, yeah, I can definitely see that. I mean, so, they, I mean, they could they could craft the bed for sure, but if they don't, with how much people are off Mike Evans right now, that could be a a good stack to have as Edwin Evans or what have you. Yeah, the yeah, line, the lines up to oh. yeah. The over under is at forty nine and a half. Uh, with Tampa Bay being a six and a half point favorite, these points have to come from somewhere on Tampa Bay side of the ball. And yeah, yeah, Godwin and Evans seem to be the most likely ones. Man, Evans is lower than Godwin. I know it was it was gonna happen eventually, and here we are, 2019. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this might be a good Evans game though. Like, I think I think so. Honestly, he doesn't have the the better matchup, but he could show out here. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so. Real quick take on Mike Evans. Is it just like when people play against Tampa Bay, they're just going to like double cover Mike Evans and just let the rest of the team try to beat them? Is that what it seems like the last couple of years? No, I just don't know. Like it could literally be that Chris Godwin is actually better. But Evans was, Evans was like deathly ill week one. Like that was a, a real thing. Mm-hmm. Is, and I don't know about last week. I actually, I did not watch that game. To be quite honest, it was not a great game. I mean, it could just be. I could either. Well, like, so would you agree that Godwin and Evans are two different type of receivers? Where like Evans uh, yeah, is more yeah, like a big sure. body Des Bryant type of guy, yep. where Godwin's yep, yep. the speeder, jukester type of guy. Uh, the the route runner, or Mike yeah, Evans is just going to win. That's probably a way Mike better Evans. answer than what I was saying. The route runner. You're, okay. No, you're good. Mike Evans is, is going to win like a tight end. He's going to box out. And he's going to be a giant dude. Yeah, like if he's got like a a a five eight five nine defender on him, he's going to win that matchup majority of the time. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. Okay. So, all right. Yeah, nothing else really. What about OJ Howard or Bright? I mean, these definitely seem like super let down uh, spots this year, especially with Howard. Like, he was supposed to be, like, what, projected a top seven, top ten tight end this year. And this offense doesn't seem to get anything going. Howard this week. Simply because of Price and him screwing people that rostered him last week. (laughs) Played 60 snaps, so... Yeah, I'll I'll have shares of him for sure. He's he's a talented guy. Maybe he gets it together. Yeah. I mean, and if he goes... Three for forty in a touchdown, like he he pays for it. Wasn't his coach yeah. the one that um said um like a reporter asked the coach, the head coach, about like why OJ Howard is isn't performing, and the coach said like once you just ask OJ Howard when he's ready to perform, he you know like it sort of seemed like the coach's answer was just like OJ Howard doesn't want to do anything, and. That definitely made me want to never play OJ Howard ever again. Well, good. We'll get a, we'll get a little bit of exposure. Why not? Go. 
take my uh, couple dollars that I invest in <laughs> Daily Fantasy. <laughs> All right. So we're going to move on to Houston at Chargers, L.A. Chargers. Uh, Chargers are the three-point favorite with the over-under at 48. Uh, Dustin, what – like – with the Chargers being a three-point favorite, is that just essentially just a home favorite with this line? Um, yeah, maybe with um, the they lost to to Detroit uh, in Detroit. That was a uh, that was an upset, right? No, they uh, they lost to New Orleans. No, you're thinking of the Rams. This is... No, I'm looking at it right now. Uh, the Texans. Oh, you talking about Detroit? Oh, I'm you talking, talking about, about the Chargers? Chargers. Okay, yeah. I was looking at Houston. Yeah, they lost to uh, Detroit. 13 yeah, so that's pro- that's probably why the line's so close. Um, I'm really just looking at Keenan Allen, Target Monster. Um, I really, really like him actually. Um, and Austin Eckler's going to be chalk again. They've got him projected to be about 19 percent owned. Mm-hmm. And his fantasy projections about twenty one points. That sounds right to me. Um, Keenan or Eckler? Eckler. Ek- this is for Eckler. Keenan. Keenan. Keenan's also highly owned at eighteen percent. He's got Ooh, knee issue. Crap, and I'm really? in practice today. Yeah. And I was looking so hard at Keenan. I didn't realize he was going to be that owned. <laughs> he's still good. He's still a good play though. Hey Justin, I'll, the secret's out. I'll, Keenan Allen's a beast. <laughs> I won't tell you my history with betting against Keenan Allen, but that's another time. <laughs> well, if you're if you're betting against the Chargers, you might be winning for making playoffs yeah. and playoff wins. Uh, um, okay, so we got Eckler, uh, Phil Rivers uh, at fifty eight hundred doesn't look that appealing. Uh, uh, Hunter Henry's out, so does that put Virgil Green up in the conversation, or are we just or just more Keenan? More Keenan, okay. But is Mike Williams back? He is, and he's healthy. With Keenan Allen as questionable, Mike Williams might be a, a pretty sharp play at a uh, forty-nine hundred. It's okay. It's like borderline. I would kind of wish he was like. This is picking. This is being nitpicky here, but I kind of wish he was like forty-four. Nine's okay. Well, forty-four seems like he's a slam dunk play, where forty-nine seems about right. Because he can I mean, get you a lot of Forty nine is where you're playing Will Fuller instead of Mike Williams for the same price point. But so far this year, they both produced the same amount of points, like the same amount of productivity. Yeah, and fantasy points. But Will Fuller is definitely involved in lucrative uh, passing game work. Uh, his his A dot is. 24 is over 24 okay Targeted. Yeah. It's, there's some meaningful air yards under there yeah like uh fuller's gonna yeah. last game he got a couple more uh targets in mike williams but mike williams was sort of injured last week or the week before so maybe that's why he only had three week one so there might be there might be something there where i think they might be interchangeable and i think if you interchangeable especially with keen allen's knee acting up it's not terrible to be like the same amount ownage. Like, you know, you take the same lineup and you just switch them. I think there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, 
What about Hopkins and this rib injury? Uh, are we liking this at all, Dustin? Like, are we still playing him because he's still DeAndre Hopkins? Yeah, I'll, I'll have some exposure to him. It, it doesn't pop off the page at me or anything like that. It's a, it's an okay matchup. Um, I mean, just just for the volume alone. Yeah, uh, last week he played against uh, what Jalen Ramsey, and he said it himself that Jalen's the only true cornerback that actually goes over there and shadows him all game. So that could be um, the reason why he just wasn't that productive last week. Um, yeah, he gets and, Casey Hayward this week, so I'm not going to have a whole lot, but just because you of his talent, like you might splash him in wherever you can fit him. Okay. Yeah. Um, underweight. Yeah, this is definitely that's yeah. definitely an underweight spot. Yeah. So who knows? This might be a really good uh, Fuller Mike Williams game, right here, with Keenan Allen being somewhat injury and or injured, and Hopkins having the better cornerback. This wide receiver twos might be a thing. Um, I don't really see anything else. I don't like the running backs on Houston yet because they both seem to be. Touching the ball the same amount of times. Uh, that is a very, very annoying uh, situation there. It seems like this is the case every year with them. Um, yeah. No, nah, I guess not. Uh, Duke Johnson is six attempts, 31 yards, one target. Okay. Nah. This is, so, this is such light volume and they're splitting carries. No thanks. Well, I mean, are they splitting carries? Because the thing is, like, last game, Carlos Hyde had twenty for ninety yards. I mean, well, whatever. It's a it's a bad rushing offense. Whatever it is, bad rushing offense. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Carlos Hyde. I mean, the price tag for a starting running back at forty five hundred that gets twenty rushes against Jacksonville seems somewhat appealing. But I guess against Jacksonville secondary, you sort of had to. Jam a running back into that line because Jacksonville's keeping you honest on the outsides. Um, are we liking anything else about this at all? Oh, we just hop to this next one. All right, let's go ahead to uh, the definitely another interesting game. We got New Orleans at Seattle. Seattle was a five point favorite with an over under of 45 and a half. Justin. What are we going to do on the same side of the on the same side of the ball besides Kamara? Um, I'm not really looking at any of the ancillary pieces here with Breeze out. Um, we saw Bridgewater. I know Bridgewater got thrown in, but whew, he did not look good. And then we have Taysom Hill coming in to mess around and do some wild cat type things ancillary pieces here no Latavius Murray no Jared Cook no Trey Cohen Smith no Ted Ginn I think Michael Thomas and I hate to keep mentioning cash games because that's not what we're talking about but Michael Thomas is a lock for cash games I think he's going to get 15 targets easily but I just don't know how they're going to be I don't think they're going to be downfield Bridgewater looked gross Taysom Hill has an arm. Like, who the hell is going to be throwing it down the field? Man, I sort of got 
a different feel from uh, Bridgewater, even though he wasn't really productive. I didn't think he looked gross. I, I thought he was like, okay, for a backup, he's confident, especially against a Rams pass rush and everything. Like, he stood in the pocket and threw. So there's some good side of there, at least in my eyes. I thought I was like, okay, like Bridgewater might be able to do something, but I, I do agree with you. I, I don't like anyone besides Michael Thomas and Kamara on the New Orleans side of the ball because Bridgewater has to prove that he can step up and deliver the ball to, you know, spread it out and everything. Man, so many injuries Uh, in this game. Uh, Dustin, uh, what are you liking on the uh, Seattle side of the ball? I like uh, Russell Wilson and Tyler Lockett. Those are the best plays in this game to me. Um, and I also think Disley could be interesting over the middle. He just had a nice little two-touchdown game last Sunday. Um, I'd sprinkle him in, but I think Lockett and Russ are a good bet to uh, do well. I'm, I'm pretty much fading uh, the Saints, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. I, I, like I, I like Ara because the, like what we've already talked about is it would make sense to funnel the offense through him, but the offense is, is what is, of what it was a week ago when Drew Brees was healthy. So they're just a worse offense, so I'm not going to target their running back, even if he's talented. How do you want to attack New Orleans? Uh, I just I, I, I feel like the passing game, I feel like, is the better way to go. I mean, yeah. just, just looking at the DK points allowed, um, they're the 28th most points allowed team to wide receivers. So, I mean, what about uh, our boy Metcalf up here? I definitely was super high on him, and he had a decent game last week. Um, 4,700 for the size. Like, I think he's probably bigger than almost the entire Saints defense. Like, are we looking he's to certain, maybe... He's certainly bigger than Marshawn Lattimore, that's for sure. <laughs> Uh, I don't. I don't think there's a bad, a bad week to play Metcalf. I think this is fine too. I just wish that Breeze was healthy so that this over under was about six points higher. Attacking all yeah. of these passing pieces. Yeah, I guess you could sprinkle on Metcalf, but I'd rather I'd rather just have Lockett. Yeah, that that's a good point. Like Lockett, Russell. Um, Definitely the potential to be there. Um, what about um, – we're going to go back to the well on this one. Uh, the defense on this one, the Saints, with a heartbreaking uh, turnover review that took a touchdown away from them. I honestly like their defense. Like, they're always turning the ball over. They're always getting turnovers, it feels like. And with last week, they would have put up – if they well, it would have been a totally different game. Well, I'm not even going to go into that, but they they if they would have got that pick or the, I guess that fumble recovery for a touchdown, they would have been 12, 13 points there. I mean, is that somewhere oh, where only, we sort of want to attack again, or do we think there is if the Seahawks get up by more than six points, they're just going to run the damn ball and run yeah, the clock out. That's true. Now they're, they're not going to be passing up. Do we like uh, Carson at all? I'm not real big on him. I think I, I think this is a uh, Russ Wilson game. I think Penny starts to come back too. 
I mean, he he broke one off last week. I think he's going to start more, and he's going to kill Carson, which will it just screw the whole backfield up, honestly. Yeah, I got a man. I got a real fishy feeling that Seattle's offensive line will not be good. They're bad. So New Orleans front seven, or at least front three to five are going to be able to put pressure on Russell Wilson and make him make mistakes. I don't, man, I, I, I'm not going to play New Orleans defense because they're playing Seattle, but this, I, I don't want to say I like New Orleans plus five, but I think that defense is not, is not given enough credit right now. Well, maybe it is because it is a five-point spread in Seattle. And it should be more Vils against, like, a better team, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, now thinking about it, it all makes sense. Uh, are we touching on anything else this game? We sort of seem to be, like, avoiding New Orleans for the most part. Except for yeah. Thomas, probably. Like, what, 5 7% maybe? Just because he's Michael Thomas. Exactly. Yeah. you got, you got to have some exposure to him. Yeah. True. You don't want to be left behind when, you know, he gets a third of the targets and he gets, like, two touchdowns. You're just going to sit there, get like, burning your money. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, we'll move on to the last game of the week. Pittsburgh at San Francisco. San Francisco is a seven-point favorite with an over-under at 44. Uh, With Big Ben out, that really explains his seven-point defense. But San Francisco has been looking very impressive this year, um, even though they played against Cincinnati and Tampa Bay. Dustin, who are you looking to target in this? Are, are we going with uh, Juju Smith with um, the skill set, sort of like the Michael Thomas narrative that we sort of just set? Yeah, I'm going to have some Juju. I'm not too crazy about him. Um but he does have a nice matchup. Um, I think uh, Mason Rudolph will kind of lock onto him and try to get him involved to kind of kickstart the offense. Um, I think Connor could be out. He didn't practice today, so that's something to monitor. For me, I'm more interested in San Francisco. I'm kind of buying into them quite a bit. Um Breida and Mostert pretty much split carries. Um, this rushing, uh, I'm sorry, I'm kind of bouncing around between the, the teams here, but uh, the San good. Francisco rushing game is eighth in DVOA. Um, so Breida's a starter, but Mostert's playing half the snaps. I got uh, Pittsburgh has the biggest discrepancy between pass and rush DVOA. Bottom fifth and bottom fifth and defensive pass DVOA, and they're like top ten and rush DVOA. And it's probably not the best idea, but I'm I'm fading the 49ers backfield. Yeah, just because there's too many moving parts, so I'm just gonna not touch it and hope they all get 60 yards. But I'm I'm definitely about some Garoppolo. Um. Definitely going back to the Kittle well. Yeah, I didn't Kittle talk well. about Kittle. I like Kittle too. Mm-hmm. And and their wide receiver crew 
Uh, I want Marquise Goodwin. Oh, yeah. Marquise Goodwin is the 49ers have the third highest explosive passing rate for their offense. Has allowed the fifth highest explosive pass rate as a defense. Um, being that Marquise Goodwin is the fastest player in the NFL, when to play in this scenario for five thousand. What What do you guys think about a full team stack? Garoppolo, Mostert, Godwin, or Goodwin, and uh, Kittle. That could win the Millie Maker. Yes, it definitely could. Um, there's our other There's our other stack. We have like four or five stacks now to mess with, which is good. I'm not complaining. Excellent. I like that a lot. Maybe over under it is disgusting defense. though. Thirty-two hundred for San Francisco's defense. Bad. We haven't seen a lot of Mason Rudolph yet. We don't know. Yeah, we don't know what's getting from there. And we we also don't know what the game plan is uh, for the Steelers. Like, are they just going to game manager him? But with Connor injured, that definitely opens up the door, for, I guess, for Samuels. But man, this is kind of, this is kind of random. But yeah, um, but fifty three hundred does not look like I want to play him at all. Yeah, I I sort of like Justin's take where like just avoid both backfields. Um, Goodwin definitely looks uh like the play here. I'm I'm not a fan of Debo Pettis. Like, what's going on, with Pettis? Like. There's a lot of talk he, about him. He just, he's just he's just getting phased phased out. Jeez, which sucks yeah, zero targets. Um, yeah. One thing on uh, Connor, he, according to Jeremy Fowler of ESPN, or just talked to Connor yesterday, James Connor is expecting to play practice today. Okay. Okay. Which also which also helps the 49ers play like. If we can get the Steelers to be productive, then the 49ers have to play back. They're not if they're up by thirty. They sure put a boot on the Bengals' neck last week, even though they're up by thirty. Mm-hmm. Man, <laughs> they may not care. Yeah, uh, yeah. This game just I- building on what you're saying, dude. The 49ers are a good play. I would, I would fade Samuel. He's another cash game play. He's seeing action, but his ADOT is 2.4. I don't want that in a tournament. I think, I think Goodwin the, is the wide receiver play. I think the 49ers blow the Steelers out. I think they could be the, the biggest blow out of the week. Really? Uh, Over Dallas would, and uh, New England? Yeah. Wow. Because they won't stop. Just keep it going. I yeah. love it. Let's go. Let's go ahead and call <laughs> Vegas. We, I want San Francisco call minus 23 and a half. Give it to me. Lock it up. I'm just going to put my whole bankroll on what I was going to play on DK this week and just put it on San Francisco. There you go. San Francisco minus a million. Uh, So one thing (laughs) is interesting. Uh, Jimmy G is at 6,200. He is the eighth expensive. One, two, three, four, five, six, seventh. Expensive uh, QB on the slate right now. Uh, so there. you have. Let's go. I see Dak, yeah. Lamar, Mahomes above him. Uh, Murray, Wentz. 
yeah, I guess so, yeah. I guess his high price tag for who he is kind of scary, but I mean, like, we know where the ball's going. Good win in Kittle, and they've been proven to be uh, good targets and a good funnel for that team. All right, uh, anything else about this game at all? Oh, we, I think we just crushed this slate. Yeah, we Heck did. Yeah. Um, it's a nice 92-minute podcast right there. So this is the last call. Thank you for listening. Uh, if you guys don't mind, give us a follow under Fake Pigskins, uh, iTunes, Spotify, and Anchor.fm accounts. Uh, leave us a comment. Tell us how you like our podcast. We definitely appreciate the feedback. Um, I'm Charles. This is Dustin and Justin. Dustin and Justin. It, for some reason, that just kicked in again. Uh, you guys have rhyming names. Um, hit us up on Twitter. I'm at fear underscore these underscore. Dustin is Dookie Hogue. D-O-O-K-I-E-H-O-G-U-E. Justin is at Justin underscore red words. Thank you guys for coming and listening to us, and we are out. Bye.